0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, In the city of New York, this is the Epic PieCast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies.
2: Coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, Cast, episode 41. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. You know what? I'm actually <laughs> a little aside. I'm actually really impressed I got that in one take.
0: Yeah, folks, <laughs> I can vouch for the fact that in the history of the Epic Podcast, all 41 glorious episodes of solid golden comedy entertainment. Nuggets, nuggets of brilliance. That is the first time you have done the intro in one take.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the fr- ki- or, or is the way I like to remember it, the very first time you haven't interrupted me and told me to do it again.
0: There have been times I have not interrupted you and just asked you to do it again, but I was patient and waited for you to finish before I asked Aww. you to
2: do so. Oh That's friendship, folks. Friendship. How have you been, Lugo? Uh, okay? Question mark?
0: Wow, that's a solid C plus <laughs> of a review for how things are going.
2: Yeah, um... Uh... Well, I mean, it's sort of like February into March uh, traditionally is a particularly tough month for me. And so. Why? Uh, oh, man. Do we want to get into this today? Is it timed with like a specific life event? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't want to get into this. I thought if
0: you are going to go with some boring seasonal affect disorder. No, 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 no. no, like no. I don't.
2: I don't. Uh, I'm not fortunate enough to suffer from seasonal uh, depression. Um No, no, it's just been a, just, it just traditionally, it's a rough month and, and it's just, um, for whatever reason, February into March just tends to be a bit blue for me. So I'm sort of combating the blues. Does it pick up at the end of that though because of
0: spring's return? (laughs) Are you a spring person? Do you like it when it Uh, starts to get a little warmer and the sun stays out longer and I do
2: like, I do like more insects and flowers. (laughs) I do like more sunlight. I do, I do like that. Uh, a lot but i'm i'm i actually like winter um i'm not a big fan of heat and or summer
0: so. you know you can enjoy all of the wonderful seasons
2: i do i do i, I feel there's own people way that,
0: i feel that there are a lot of people that don't do that they are oh
2: no i mean you know i can't stop summer from coming and i can't stop the winter winds from blowing so i i i find whatever joy wherever i can i can find it
0: gosh that's a very zen like response <laughs> to that
2: yeah no i don't actively hate the seasons that because that's just that's just dumb like i don't i don't worry about things that are beyond my control so i i you know uh i i prefer the winter i'm okay with the other yeah. seasons but i don't actively hate any seasons
0: i just feel that there are some people like in any of the things that people may like. They can't right. like a thing without actively right. hating the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. really enjoy summer, but fuck winter or vice yeah, versa. Yeah. Like, whoa, slow or, down there.
2: <laughs> or, or that, that could be true for anything. Like, oh, I love Batman, but I hate Superman. And, oh,
0: I love cakes, but I hate
2: donuts. Right. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I, I, I wouldn't ever order a cupcake, but if it was offered to me, I would eat it. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Again, very yeah.
0: zen-like of you. <laughs> I'm psyched that spring is in the air. I I yeah. like winter too, but yeah. uh, I'm excited. Are you
2: a, are you a, a spring uh, person? I really like
0: spring. Yeah. I also really like summer. Um, additionally, I really enjoy fall and winter.
2: <laughs> so you're, a, you're a well-rounded fan of the season. Every one of them has its <clears throat>
0: pros and cons there, Yes, absolutely
2: uh, uh, Actually, now that you mention it I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to Summer movie season
0: Summer movie season That's one of the yeah. best parts about summer Also, uh, Sex Outdoors is uh, (laughs) that's not really exclusive to summer you can do it all year long but it's
2: just the most convenient well you know it's (laughs) your options uh, grow exponentially the warmer it becomes i would imagine uh are you are you a big uh sex outdoors person do you have a lot of sex outdoors
0: i wouldn't say i have a lot but i do enjoy it quite a bit
2: okay All right. Well, in any given summer warm season, like how many times would you say that you have sex outdoors? Oh,
0: like, I don't know. 90 to (laughs) a (laughs) thousand. I'm kind of an enthusiast. Also, I would like to add to that. Fuck sex indoors. That shit is bullshit.
2: Oh, I I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That's a good callback. Thanks. Uh, How are you? You've been one busy mofo the past few
0: weeks i just got back from south by southwest and boy are my arms tired that only works if you said fly (sighs) fuck i didn't
2: say fly i have had a busy this has been (laughs) the epic podcast episode all right so you went to i've had i've had a
0: busy performance schedule in the month. Well, of
2: you didn't just go to South by Southwest. You went somewhere else, didn't you?
0: I did. At the yeah. beginning of the month, I went to MarsCon. There you go. Minneapolis, Minnesota.
2: Was it was it uh, cold as hell there?
0: It was pretty cold. And it was, you know, just the days before um, I left New York, we had uh, that week where it got freakishly warm. Oh, right, right, right. So it was right. lovely. It's like, oh my God, spring's around the corner. And then I went to <laughs> Minneapolis to remind myself that it is not. I had a great time. MarsCon is a... Science fiction, fantasy convention, and uh, okay. the Fump, the Funny Music Project, have always sure. carved out a little corner of it, and they've had a a concert, and um, they've added in the past few years a an awards ceremony, the oh. Logan Awards. The what now? The Logan Awards. Logan Awards. The Logies. They are no, they are called the Logan Awards. I see. So they can are, I call them the Logies? You probably shouldn't. It's they're called the Logan Awards. Well, sure. So I went out there for that. I saw. Uh, a bunch of members of The Fump. Sure. Insane Ian, Luke Ski, right, right. Spice.
2: Those, those usual suspects. Yes. Um, okay. And uh, that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Did some rap songs. You were, you wait, so, but you were nominated
0: for an award. I was nominated for an award for Outstanding Original Comedy Song. For what? Which song? For a song called Sex Rhymes. Okay. Yeah. I see that. I don't really get it It's not a very funny song Uh, I feel like I'm not being modest here Or humble I I feel that I have Some very funny songs
2: And I think that That song
0: is just A list of things
2: Well yeah But you do it With such panache And with such Tongue firmly planted In cheek That uh, The the comedy uh, Sort of Grows out of that No I just do it fast That's it That's the only (laughs) The punchline is There's a lot And
0: it's fast That's
2: Well did you win? I did not win, oh, uh, but I—I I was,
0: I, was—it was just an honor to be nominated.
2: Oh, okay, that's very kind. Who—who uh, who won? I don't remember. Oh, all right. Were, <laughs> were you drunk and or high when this was going on?
0: I was in the out of doors, wasn't I?
2: <laughs> Does that mean you were also having sex? I don't understand.
0: Uh, and that did not happen at MarsCon, but yeah, I, I and I actually was not drunk or high.
2: At it. Oh, I just all right you just flat up. Steve Goody. Okay. Steve Goody won. Who, well, who gets the vote? Like, how, how are the, how is it tallied? How,
0: how are winners determined? I'm not certain. I know that uh-huh. uh, members of the Thump vote. Uh, I know that Dr. Demento casts a vote. Oh, okay. This is part of this showcase is the Dementia Track showcase, which a bunch uh-huh. of the Thump artists put together. So it's, it's got connections to Dr. Demento.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that the doctor uh, had a hand in it. Yeah. Okay, that gives uh, it, that gives it a far more clout than I had originally given it thirty seconds ago.
0: Oh, I I hope I'm not reducing its grandeur by not. I well,
2: I don't know. I've okay. never been. I've never been nominated. Oh, I don't think I've ever been nominated for anything either. I've never been nominated for anything.
0: I'm going to nominate you for best co-host ever.
2: Ah, oh. <laughs> I would nominate you, but I'm And the I'm envelope, to please. <laughs> if I nominate you, are we up for the same award? That sucks. You don't get to vote. Fair enough. So I did that.
0: That was a lot of fun. Great! I came back to New York um, the following week. A couple of my rapper friends came through on tour, more or less. He's a rapper from Toronto, yeah. Canada. Yeah, yeah, I love and that guy. IQ, rapper I from Florida. I love IQ. Uh, they were here, and um, we, IQ we did a rap is,
2: show in Brooklyn. It was really fun. IQ was such a genuinely warm and kind man. I'm just, I, I, I was so happy to have gotten to hang out with him last time we were in Orlando.
0: I think it's fitting that he has this amazing uh, album about Attack on Titan because he's, like, three stories tall.
2: (laughs) He's a very tall man. He's a very tall man. He's a very tall man. He's a very sweetheart.
0: (laughs) And then, after that weekend, then Uh I went down to Austin, Texas for my seventh uh, appearance at South by Southwest. Oh, nice. Music festival.
2: I want to go, go to South by Southwest next year. Do you? Yes. Do you? I do. do you? I want to I go down with something like like either a, a show or put together a variety show or my stuff or like I want to go down. I want to experience the South by Southwest because it seems like all the people I like and all the people I like hearing about what they're doing all went to South by Southwest mm-hmm. and I figured like I was missing out.
0: I wouldn't know how to get you booked in an official South by Southwest show. No, no. But there's so many unofficial showcases that happen. Basically, if you have doors and you can fit a PA in it, everything in Austin (laughs) becomes a venue for that week. You can do shows in pizza shops, coffee shops, laundromats, parking lots. There's there's just music going on everywhere. So you have, if you're booked in an official showcase, you can do that at night. And then you can supplement your week by uh, booking a bunch of unofficial shows, various venues and Uh, Around town Do you get You can also go there Without an official showcase And just book Unofficial stuff This was the first year That Cool Z Uh My longtime uh, Rap buddy Came down to Austin
2: Love me some Cool
0: Z He did not have An official showcase But he still did Like three or four shows In a couple of days Nice And Belly Belt Was Uh amazing And also from Los Angeles Uh, Same thing so uh, you can you can fill up your schedule. I can get you, you booked in some unofficial things. Down. Yeah. You could find your own get things me down booked. there. There are would definitely be people doing variety shows that would love fuck that yeah. That would love to Hook a something. brother up, yo. Well, uh, you're you're maybe overestimating how much. Hook up. a brother up. I can almost guarantee the most expensive plane tickets I'm going to buy in any uh-huh. calendar year are uh-huh. the ones going to Austin the week of South by Southwest. <laughs> and all of the hotels amp up their prices. So everything's really expensive. And well, you, you make small amounts of money. Well, but I you mean, do have
2: a lot of fun. I'll, I'll stay with you. We'll, we'll go halfsies out, oh, we'll out of room. That's not going to happen. We'll go halfsies out of room.
0: I, as I've gotten older, I love South by Southwest. I had a blast this year. Oh, good! But you, I t- t- you
2: tend to count. You tend to complain about it. Well, the
0: part that I complain about is the 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 part in between doing shows. I like going actually and seeing showcases. Sure. And sure. I, the best part is seeing my friends. I'll get to that. Yeah, in of minute. course. But navigating the streets of downtown Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. During the day, it's all right. At night, it it's a mob. It's a mob. It's, it's, a just, mob. it's yeah. just endless mobs of drunk, angry really promotion driven people oh, uh, like oh, at every inch of the city and I don't do well in large crowds anymore um, right unless I am standing on something that is like about three feet higher than them
2: <laughs> with a microphone and I'm holding something <laughs> that amplifies my voice <laughs> then
0: I love a crowd yeah yeah uh, after that I, uh, I it's 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 really difficult for me I don't like you know parades and sure things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. and every year that takes more and more of a toll on me but uh this year was probably the most fun i've ever had uh the best part about it is seeing all my friends and also because we're all rappers who collaborate together we all get to trot out all of our songs that have one another's guest appearances oh, yeah. that we can't normally do because we're scattered all over the world right right um so you know i can do a show and have a set but i could also do five guest verses during that show and it's <laughs> it's it's just great to spend all that time on stage and, And see all my rap friends. Nice. MC Lars and Jesse Dangerously. Infrontalive, more or less. Word Burglar. Yeah. IQ. I'm going to keep going. Uh, Handjob Academy. Doug Funny. Samus.
2: (laughs) Michael Kill. Sulfur. All the peeps. All All the people.
0: All of them. There's so many of them. And and of course, all of my... I would like to send a, a shout out right now to my local friends there in Austin who've been very supportive in all the years that we've been coming South by Southwest and put us up and give us rides and take us to get kimchi tacos and come to our shows and are just awesome local people. Linda Pyle and uh, Tina Wall, Tiffany Hernandez, Sheena Perez. Wow. the yeah, yeah. Michael Pearson. list goes on.
2: Of course. Of course.
0: <clears throat> wow. I just turned into a rap show for a second. Uh, because I just,
2: <laughs> just spent a minute <laughs> throwing around <laughs> shoutouts. I dropped so many names. I want to go. I want to go. It's you know it's it's pretty fun i do you, you make it sound fun uh i want I want I want tacos well you can get tacos here I know you're aware
0: of that uh, but there's just you know there's food trucks everywhere I saw a uh world star hip hop bus when I was down there what the hell's that it was a bus with the world star hip hop logo on it
2: what okay please what, what's the world star hip hop do you know what world star hip hop is no
0: it's a website that ostensibly is a collection of hip hop videos but is mostly uh, amateur. You know, cell phone videos of people fighting.
2: <laughs> oh my god! And people shoot videos, and during the videos they shout, "World Star!" I, uh, it's
0: really exploitive and gross. You don't. I. This never is mind. my new favorite website. Uh, no, it's terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was was there videos happening on the bus? Like I don't understand why'd you why'd you bring it up?
0: Oh, because I thought you would know what it is. And oh, seeing yeah. it, it's just it's just a, a cesspool of the internet. And seeing a, seeing a bus with its logo in place and on, it was like I don't I can't imagine what's going on in there. There's just a bunch <laughs> of naked women and then like teenage boys fighting.
2: What man? You're Again, just
0: <sighs> it sucks. It's I'm I'm making it sound cooler than it is. Oh, and I met a a celebrity. Oh, who? I met Hannibal Burris. Come on, Lugo. I, uh, Hannibal I, Burris. I have a question. He's a comedian. Who is Hannibal Burris? He's an actor. He's currently on Broad City. He, Hold on. He's the comedian who is kind of uh, unfortunately credited with making the Bill Cosby rape allegations get taken more seriously because he made oh. a joke about it in his act and saw so these people. What's his, these, what's his name? Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Barris, oh my God, you're Siriing shit in the middle of
2: our yeah. show. Uh, Siriing. Oh okay. oh, you met him. Yeah, oh fantastic. Oh, Jesus, I know who he is now. He's great. Is he Is he a good guy? He was a, yeah, he was
0: great. I mean, awesome. I only talked to him for a second and I was one of 6,000 fans he must have spoken to that day, but he was <laughs> he was nice to me and uh, I get all clammy and weird and freak out when I meet yeah, yeah, famous yeah, people yeah. who I admire. Yeah, I, I get star-stricken really
2: hard. Um, really hard. I get starstruck very rarely and very specifically. Um I don't know why, but because I, I've in 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 my travels, I've been in situations where I've been in the same room with celebrities more often than not. And for some reason I just like, oh, there's a person that I've seen do work. But like I I, I once met um uh Neil Adams. Uh, oh wow. Who who basically worked on the Batman books mm-hmm. who no one could probably pick out of a crowd and I got fucking gaga <laughs> like just fucking tongue tied and flop sweat and it was it was amazing and embarrassing at the exact same time.
0: Yeah, I uh <laughs> I feel in retrospect, I was probably really clumsy and awkward when I met Matt
2: Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, the creators <laughs> of sex criminals at New York Comic Con two years ago. Right, right, right. Um. Uh Awesome man, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time. You know, a couple years ago at South by, I
0: was at our show, and there's a fan in Austin who always comes to the shows. Her name is Enola Mueller. Oh yeah, I fucking love Enola and Mueller, and she always would bring a, cookies, a, a box of like uh, sugar cookies. Yeah, and she would give them to me, and then I would distribute them among the rappers. Sure. after the show, and. Uh, she's just awesome, and I one she's, year she sent a, she's, spe- she's or a couple years she sent a special batch <clears throat> of cookies back to get For to me. you.
2: Yeah, the doodles. Yes, it was they amazing. There were, they
0: were snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle cookies in the shapes of dicks. One year, she gave me this box of cookies, and I went outside. This is before the the show had opened up. And Uh I went outside, and a bunch of people were standing in line to get into the venue to see the official South by Southwest Nerdcore Showcase. Right. And I was uh, talking to people out there. Oh, actually, that's where I met up with her, and she gave me the cookies. And I opened up the box, and I was sitting there eating them, and there's just swarms of people walking down the street. And (laughs) as I was standing there eating a cookie, this guy comes down the street and gets like right up on my shoulder and leans right, right into my face, and he goes, are those sugar cookies? And I was like, Yes. Would you like one? And he said, no, thanks. Have a good night. And he and his friend continued off. It was just a weird. It was Justin Long. The actor, Justin Long. Do you know him? Uh, Why do I know that name? He was the I'm a Mac from the I'm a Mac ads. Oh,
2: my God. That's right.
0: Oh, my God. I guess I wasn't quite as star stricken with that moment. But I still Uh, I stored that that experience into memory so that I could share it two years later with you. (laughs) <laughs> on a podcast that is listened to by four people plus C. Muldrow. Uh, Speaking of Anola Mueller, before you finish that, uh, yeah. she did not bring cookies to the show this year. Oh. She cannot make it to the Saturday Night Show, which was the,
2: the, 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 the Nerdcore official... Showcase
0: was split up into two nights this year, the official one, oh. uh, Friday and Saturday. And she couldn't make it to Saturday Night because she is involved with a group that uh, does... Rocky Horror sh- show screenings. Uh, okay. Like she's part of a Rocky Horror cast. Whatever. So they had, it's Saturday night, they have to do this. But she still came to like, she came to the Friday night unofficial show, and she came to the, uh, a whole bunch of unofficial showcases that I did. Oh, and good. She did good, say good, good, that good. She didn't make cookies this year. Right. But she did bring me a, a gift. Oh. And she brought one for you, too. Oh, <gasps> what? And I'm going to give it to you right now. What the hell? This is your gift from Manola <gasps> Mueller in An- Austin, Texas. Oh, Miss Mueller. Uh, what is this, folks? This is a it is a black t shirt. As right. far as I can tell, it's a black t shirt. It's wrapped up with blue painters. It paint. is. It is. It's got some red printing on the front. And oh.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it says it says in, Rocky Horror Slut. And it's written in the
0: drippy blood right. Rocky Horror font. Right. Yes. Rocky Horror. Does slut. that does that
2: mean a thing? Is that is that a thing for the Rocky Horror fans to be called a slut? Is that like specific vernacular? I,
0: you know, I'm not entirely steeped in the culture. I, I've seen Rocky Horror Live, or I, I've seen screenings of it with, sure, with sure, casts sure. many, many times, but I'm not sure about that. I know that people who've not seen the show before are brought up on stage before the screening and right. and embarrassed in front of the audience and they're virgins. Oh, fun! Yes. Uh, but I don't know about Slut. Oh, I see. But, but I perhaps see. it is because it's on that show. Are
2: you, Nelson Luga? let me ask you.
0: Yeah. Are you a Rocky Horror Slut?
2: No. Not not in any way, shape, or form. You,
0: you've never been a big Rocky Horror fan?
2: No. In fact, uh, I saw it once on, like, I think I rented the movie and saw it with my wife at the time.
0: You've never seen it, like, in a theater with, with an audience of people hold, shouting lines to the Hold
2: at on. Okay. Uh, and I watched it and went, I don't get what the big deal is. This is a bad B-movie. And then uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen a live performance all the way through. But because... Of, when you
0: say live performance, you don't mean a theatrical staging. You mean with a shadow cast. A, a shadow cast, yes. Thank you. Is that, that's, is okay, that the proper the
2: terminology, yes. shadow cast? Yes. I've never seen a shadow cast... Um, at least i've never seen a show cast all the way through but because of because of pop culture osmosis mm-hmm. i've seen enough of it through clips or videos or gifs or what have you to get the basic gist and um i'm just i'm not a fan i don't get it i mean i understand why people love it but i i just don't get it i it's it's it's, it's basically a bunch of bad actors doing bad acting while worshipping a bad movie. I just, I don't get it. It's, no, you, I, well, then
0: the, then the point is lost on you. It is an incredibly important piece of our culture. And I, I What
2: do you it, mean by, you keep using the word important, but I don't think it means what you think it means.
0: It really is. Because that movie, for 40 years now, has been this beacon in an otherwise miserable existence for... Misfits And uh, Queers And punks Okay Grown up in small places Okay and The message I mean yes There's a bunch of bad acting And it's a, it's a cheesy B movie
2: Right no, But, I, I but, get, the, but I get the message
0: that. of it The, the Yeah you know.
2: Like, be, be who you are. on, be a, on it, a pol- dream it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Be, be who you are and without shame. Right, and, and no and,
2: apologies. I get yeah. it. No, I, and, and you know what? On that note, I I am very glad that that movie is very important to a lot of people.
0: Actually, the movie, and it's also, another you know, big message of the movie is fuck everything and wear fishnets while doing it.
2: <laughs> well, I could get behind that. That's timeless. That is timeless. And people are yeah. still
0: devoted to um, Rocky Horror.
2: It's just, you know what? It just doesn't... For whatever reason, it just doesn't resonate with me. And I just, I have no interest in, you know, I'm very actually very grateful for this t-shirt. I'm going to wear this uh, t-shirt as soon as possible.
0: I have one. I'm going to wear mine more than you
2: are. (laughs) And I'm very grateful. The music Uh, is so
0: good. No, it isn't. It's actually the music is excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you.
2: (laughs) It's catchy a lot. I mean, again, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay people's fandom of it. I. It just. It just doesn't resonate. With would
0: me. you like to hear my impression of the criminologist? No. Great. Here we go. Oh God. <clears throat> it's true. There were dark storm clouds, heavy, black, and pendulous, towards which they were driving. Okay. I would. No. No. Like, no. 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 We're done. We're, we're done now. If I may. Oh God. To take you
2: on a strange journey. I, I hate every every second of this. Thanks, time. Enola. Thank you, Enola. You're the best. And
0: that's it. Now I'm back home. Now yeah. I've had a... I've, you know, every year, December, January, February, I historically don't do a lot of touring. There no. have been exceptions. I don't do a lot of traveling. I. That's the time where I am supposed to make new music. And mm-hmm. I have been working on some new music. But, I know you have, yeah. But... That that period, my 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 regularly, annually scheduled dormant period has now come to an end and it's always signified by my trip to South by Southwest. Right. And so now I guess I'm back on the clock as a semi professional hobbyist rapper <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: rock and roll, man.
0: Thanks. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Get to work, you lazy bum. Trying. Uh, if I didn't have to record this podcast once a month, I would have
2: <laughs> volumes of new music to release right, upon yeah. my loving yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame this, you <laughs> dick. Uh, I wish I had anything interesting to say, but I don't have anything interesting to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty like uh, calm and quiet time since the last
0: podcast. Before the storm. <laughs> The spring and summer are going to be yes. very
2: stormy for you, Nelson Lugo. Why? Why? I don't know. I'm trying to
0: create <sighs> uh, drama.
2: No, Earth. don't. There's no, please. I have I have more than enough drama in my life. I don't I'm, need to add any more. I'm sorry.
0: What I meant was I'm trying to create a dramatic prelude oh, I see. to your next couple of months. I see. The world is your oyster, my friend. <laughs> Opportunity and joy await.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I... I uh, I think the only things that I'm really kind of excited for is I've been filling out a lot of paperwork for this new show that I'm writing. Oh. And um, there's, a, there's a couple of theater festivals oh. um, that are not fringe, which I'm really excited about. Yes, thank God. Um, and there's a couple of um, art grants that I applied for. Um, and almost all of them were due on April 1st. So I basically sent everything in this week. Holy Um,
0: shit. Look at you.
2: I know. I know. What have you done with my friend, Nelson Luga? I, yeah, I, I, I gave myself the very simple task because I knew I wasn't going to write anything because that requires art and talent and, and not procrastinating. Um, So I said, okay, well, if I'm not going to write the show, I have to do something that furthers the show in some way. And what I chose to do was to essentially fill out these applications and get them in. Hmm. And they're very, you know... Are you it, filling out applications entering a show you haven't written yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: ah! Oh, you sweet,
2: stupid man. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, luckily I don't need to have a finished script to be considered for any of these. Yeah. Um, I do need to have, I do need to have, um, past work that I can show Mm -hmm. like through video clips or something.
0: You have plenty of documentation of gathering the magic, I would hope. Plenty.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, I have one good video of gathering the magic, which was, um, like I think, early early in the run okay. and uh, and samples of the new work mm-hmm. and I do have a lot of samples of the new work I don't have a complete script but I do have samples yeah and and these and these applications are like no fucking joke like you know we're talking like you know 300 500 word mini essays to answer these things and you know like what what's the show about like what's the inspiration what's my work process like You know, who's involved, you know, uh, tech requirement, like everything. It just runs the gamut of everything. And uh, it just took me a long time to complete them. Um, And then so I but I finally finished and then they're all off. And so um, I made the deadline, but I probably won't learn anything until maybe May 1st. So I have a little while, but we'll see. (laughs) We shall see. That's crazy. Um, I, 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 I landed on the. On the final working title of the show,
0: are you are you prepared to reveal that? Yeah, might as well. This is the first time you've gone public with it, probably. So wait, so the first show is Gathering the Magic, right? And this is the second show. Well,
2: no, no, no. My, I actually wrote a solo show many, many moons ago, which was horrible. Um, it was called Deconstructing the Magician.
0: Okay, well, I don't give a shit about
2: right. that one. No, nor should you. Okay, it's, it, it's not good. Uh, the sec, my second, so technically, so my second show, sh- solo show, is uh, Gathering the Magic. Okay. Yeah. So the new show, the third show... <laughs> uh, cheating Death. Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah. It, it had a different title before. A much different title, yeah. Uh, which was... Wasn't it called Death and Other Magic Tricks? It was called uh, Life, Life, Death, death and, and Other Illusions. Yeah.
2: Or Other Magic Tricks, something this like
0: that. This is... it's a, There's a similar sentiment expressed in there because cheating yeah. being a trick... Right. But also... You're gonna be talking about surviving and, right. and grief and, and whatnot.
2: Exactly. So That's really clever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um I thought it was very clever. Because I, I I thought I thought life death I it just was too long. It was too wordy. It was too on the nose. It was a little too yeah. pat. Um
0: I liked it, but now that now that I have this to compare it to, this is so much better.
2: Yeah, it's 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 uh it's more evocative, it's more um uh, uh, uh it's more of a tease in the title. It kind of makes you work for it a little bit. I like
0: that part where, like two weeks ago, you tried to trick me into writing your mission statement for you. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm gonna wait. Hold on. We're not gonna read the whole thread, but I gotta. I have to pull this up because this is. I
2: didn't. I wasn't trying to trick is, you. No, no, I wasn't trying. You to weren't trick trying you.
0: to trick me. You were just. You were trying to get me to do it for you.
2: That was no, no, no. Shut up a
0: second. I'm gonna explain to the audience they can be (laughs) objective about this. (laughs) I get a text from you out of the blue this in the afternoon that says If I was a theater company, what would you say is my mission? Because I I get you're writing promotional materials for your show. Right. But you're also like (laughs) the answer to your question is your mission statement and your your press release. Your press kit
2: is basically what you were like. No, asking. no. This was, this was actually for the application process. Okay. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't for a press release. I answered
0: really snarkily.
2: Yes, and you then, did. And
0: then you responded immediately with the most succinct and eloquent <laughs> theater mission statement I've probably ever read. One of the best things that I have ever read from you. Oh, stop. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even just kissing your ass here. That, was, that is a perfect blurb. It is so succinct and it sells your show so well that I was almost angry because I was like,
2: <laughs> you didn't just fucking write this. You, no, I did. You pasted. No, no, no. No, I didn't. You just wanted some feedback first? No. I, I literally wrote that. In the time it took you to get back to me, that's what I wrote. So I sent you the text. I started writing. You wrote back to me. And then I, and then I copy and pasted. Well, great. It's excellent. Wow. Wow!
0: What? This I, is a. It's not very often we come no, on I, here and I no, I compliment know. your use of
2: language. I know, which is why I'm saying wow for the moment. I'm man. trying to. It's a little. It's
0: we are in our 40s now are we both us and our show. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So maybe it's time to start being a little mature mature, maybe appreciating more of the little things in life and not uh, looking at everything as an opportunity to badger and insult.
2: I wasn't I was I was looking I wasn't looking to get you to write anything. I was looking for a jumping off point. You know what I mean? Oh, well I
0: delivered that in spades.
2: No, you didn't. You, you 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 basically gave me a snarky answer and then said what I wrote was great. That was all you did. Uh Turns out I didn't need you. Ha ha. Terrific. Yeah. Oh, God. That made me sad a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to put that
0: on an inspirational image, like a meme on the internet. It's, Nobody needs, or I don't need you. And then the quote will be cited to the world. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but spring is in the air. Hooray! So life
2: is anew. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited. I've got some, uh, um, I've, I've got a lot of pots boiling. Uh, and you know, right now I'm just basically patiently waiting for all of those things to come to fruition Well, or not, you know, cause you know, I, I may not get accepted to the festivals and I may not get the grants. So, you know, um, but right now that's, that's what I'm kind of waiting on. You want to be a production
0: consultant of mine? I have an idea about turning, uh, uh about creating one man show. Yeah. It's not just a rap show, but it's like it's theater and uh, and 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 my album or, and like my music. Is this is the this story. the
2: idea you had to do a staged version of Sick, of Sick Passenger? No. Oh, it's my idea that I which. Have hold to- on. Hold that thought. I still think you should do a live staged version of Sick Passenger. OK, this one's better. OK, <laughs> are you ready? Is this a live stage stage version of sex. Uh, sex Rhymes? That's exactly what it is. Oh God!
1: <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you about it. Later.
0: I not I
2: won't bore everybody with it
0: on the air. But I have some really no, no, no. bad ideas.
2: Give me. Give me the elevator pitch. Give me the. Give me the one minute pitch. Go. Uh,
0: it is a, a multimedia show that involves rap songs and uh, group dance production numbers uh-huh. interspersed with educational
2: sex monologues. Oh. Like personal monologues or or more It could be both. Or more educational. They'll be educational while couched
0: in personal experience. Huh.
2: So more spectacle rather than theater, per se.
0: I would say so, but okay. still But still educational and yeah, 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 incredibly sex positive.
2: No, no, no. I get that. I get that. Like I mean I mean <laughs> like you couldn't do this in a high school, right? Like it's still,
1: it's still Oh no, it's still <laughs>
2: my
0: songs right. at the core of it
1: <laughs> but there'll be
0: video and there would be backup dancers and then okay. um, and I and there's a bunch of other stupid ideas about it uh, I, I want to point out that I came up with this idea maybe 30 minutes before you came over here okay so
2: <laughs> alright you're
0: my first pitch and I feel like it's going really good now so I feel far, no. I know what it's like to be a, a theater company <laughs> hey if I were a
2: theater company yeah what would my mission be uh no okay no you're not, no, that's not a thing you're going to do. Uh, I still think you should do Sick Passenger as a live theater piece, but I will, we'll leave it at there. You know what, listeners or listener, if you would like to see the live stage version of Sick Passenger, which I think would be fucking brilliant, um, shoot us an email at epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. Terrific. <laughs> I can't wait for the results
0: of, of that online poll.
2: Alright. Um so I know I know we're I think we're I think we're gearing up to yep. take the break and then move yep. on to the next segment. Do you wanna tee up the next segment? I do want to tee up the next okay. segment before
0: we go. Now, folks, last year we did an episode called Schaefer watches Doctor Who. Yes. Where I watched It was the controversial episode. Though I still knew a Many details about Doctor Who, a just lot. because of, you knew a lot, because of who pop my friends are, osmosis, and who my yeah. fans are, pop culture osmosis. Uh, I'd still never watched an entire episode of Doctor Who in its entirety, and we did this in a way where we set up the mics and then uh, we narrated over it. I shared my experiences watching it, sure, and uh, Nelson filled in with some details and some information about the show, and we did it in a way so that you at home could watch the same episode of Doctor Who and cue up this episode. So as though you were watching it along with us. I know, isn't now, that great? It was fun, and I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed Doctor Who. I think, I,
2: I think it was. I think it was a valuable experience. I
0: have not watched a single episode since.
2: <laughs> I was, I was going to follow up with that question, and you kind of usurped it. Yes,
0: though I did really enjoy Doctor Who when he was Kilgrave on Jessica Jones. I thought he was excellent. <laughs> But <laughs> okay. we've realized in talking about this, Doctor Who is this thing that's always been so very big with Nelson. And yeah. It's something that I've never been a part of. No. And there is no comparable thing that we have the other way because, you know, I, we didn't think so because I kept thinking of the big things. Star Wars. Right. Shared experience. Sure. Batman, obviously a very shared experience. Absolutely. But one of my big fandoms that I am deeply steeped in because of my work with the local burlesque troupe, The Pink Room, is my fandom for David Lynch, specifically... For his beloved 1990s television series, Twin Peaks. Beloved. Very beloved. Beloved. By a handful of praised fans <laughs> like me. Nelson Lugo yeah. has never seen an episode never. of Twin Peaks. Not once, ever. Yeah. So, tonight, what we are going to do is we are going to watch an episode of Twin Peaks and allow you to share this experience with us while Nelson Lugo watches. His very first
2: episode ever. (laughs) So all of you who are Twin Peaks fans, you get to bask in the glory of experiencing someone watching it for the very first time. Or perhaps you've always been curious about Twin Peaks because
0: your friends are really into it, but you've never watched it. And you think like, oh, it's too daunting. It's not. It's only two seasons and only really one and a half seasons. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe you've always wanted to do it, and you're like, ah, I can't find the time. But now, because you want to listen to the rest of this episode, you're going to be forced to cue it up on your Netflix and watch it along. And maybe you too will become a Twin Peaks devotee.
2: We'll see. And we'll maybe, see.
0: maybe you'll hate it. Who knows?
2: Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. If I had to place place a bet, yeah, I would say that I'm, I'm leaning towards not liking it. Well, we'll see, though. I guess we'll see. I am. I am. I, I am definitely open to having my mind change. We'll, we will find out. Absolutely. Soon enough. Yeah. Uh, so, folks. So boot up your net, your Netflix or your DVDs or your Blu-rays or your Hulu's or the thing you stole off the Internet because you're an asshole. And
0: then we're going to watch it. And before we go to break, I would just like to say on behalf of both of us here, rest in peace, Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Folks, we're going to take a quick musical break, and we'll be back in just a moment.
3: Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? For the five-foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat I send to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, because I Styles is what I have You want just to fight for But you still don't know the half I sport New balance sneakers To avoid a narrow path Messing right with Just to catch the size it up. I never have stuff Cause I'm not a half-stepper Drink a lot of soda So they call me Dr. Pepper Refuse to compete with BS competition Your name is special, So won't you suck With the mission I never walk the street Think it's all about me Even though deep in my heart It really could be I just try my best To like go all out Somebody uh, even say your are shorty uh, black You are uh, out uh, uh, Zulu
1: Mother's last creation, minds get flooded. Ejaculation, right on the two inch tape. The abstract, forward, incognito. Runs the cape, not the best, not the worst. And occasionally I goes to get my point of course. So bust the force as I go in between. The grit and the dirt, listen to the mission, listen, miss since I do work. Um, as a the monotone. Chilling up the jazz, so get your own. Smoking RMB, cause they try to dupe me. Of the best of the back, but they can't do that. Force, ab, original, you can't get your own and that's pitiful I know I'd be the man if I cold yank the plug on R&B But I can't and that's wrong
0: month, we're going to watch the pilot episode of David Lynch's 1990 television series Twin Peaks. For Lugo, this will be his first time.
2: Absolute first time.
0: Now, the episodes of the series are one hour long. The sure. The pilot episode was a feature-length film. Okay. So it's 90 minutes long without, you know, commercials.
2: Alright, well that makes sense. That but makes we're sense. not
0: going to, that's, I feel like 90 minutes is too much to do this. So we're just going to watch the first hour of it. Okay, And I feel why? like why? Because um, for the length of our episode, for one. Sure. Okay. Um, but also because I think that at one hour, there's, there's a, a fine enough stopping point that you will be able to determine if you want to see the remainder of the pilot. Okay. And really, if you want to continue watching the television series Twin Peaks from 1990.
2: I think, well, how about this? How about we, we watch the whole thing? You only put the first hour on and then people who want to hear the last 30 minutes can write to us at epicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm sorry, what was that email address again? epicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Oh, right.
0: Um, that's not a bad idea. Okay. And then we'll see. It'll be like a bonus. A bonus. So, at this point, listeners, we need you to queue up your Hulu or Amazon or DVD or whatever it is that you use to watch streaming video. <laughs>
2: you're, yes, you're... We're going to be you're, using...
0: We're going to be using Netflix. Okay, excellent. We are going to go to the pilot episode. Are you comfy? Yes. Getting comfy. It's going to get weird. Okay. And, <laughs> and Pacific Northwestern.
2: Okay. Um, okay. So you're you're queuing up the Netflix. You're about to hit play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think we're going to need to pause at any point. But if we need to pause, we'll we'll warn. Give you guys a warning with a three, two, one pause. And oh then...
0: no, we're not even pausing. You got to do it. We got to do it straight through. If we need to talk about something, we will pick the spaces between
2: dialogue lines. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're not pausing. We're going all the yeah. way through. So, um so cue it anything... up. You can
0: turn. You'll have to turn up. You can turn up the volume of this episode. Hopefully, you'll pick up the ambient sound of our television, uh, and then turn down the volume of your of your TV. So
2: or. You'll figure it out. You're smart people. You figure it out. Um, So is there anything I need to know going into this? Or should I just go in with no primer, no setup, just go in cold?
0: I think you can just go in cold. Um, This was David Lynch's first project after Wild at Heart.
2: Okay. Oh, so this was okay. Remind me what Wild at Heart was?
0: Wild at Heart was his movie with Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage. Okay, and it was like a road love story. Nicholas oh right, with guy named Sailor, and he gets to right, right, and right, reunites right. his girlfriend Lulu, and they go on a cross country trip, and there's a bunch of weird did, shit that did, happens because David Lynch.
2: Right? Did
0: it do well? It didn't do well. Uh, there's, it still has a huge cult following. Um, Wild at Heart is maybe my least favorite David Lynch movie.
2: Okay, so coming off the utter failure, I okay, the that's... utter Hollywood turd bomb. That was, while at heart, that's a little harsh. He basically said, "You know what? I give up. If I'm going to die, it might as well be." He teamed up a with- slow death that is network television. He teamed up with
0: Mark Frost, <laughs> and they had this idea for a television series for murder uh-huh. mystery. And they didn't know that it was going to get made, so they tried to make the first episode um, a standalone movie, a TV movie, a TV movie. Okay, okay, it doesn't work. As a TV movie, but in the UK they released that first episode on a DVD as a standalone film, just called Twin Peaks. Oh, and they tacked on an ending, which ends up this little ending shows up in episodes later down the road, or parts of it do. Right, which does not wrap this show up at all. It's, okay, it's it, it is not satisfying. But this was this was shot as a as a feature length film. All right, all right, are we ready?
2: What, I am ready. Let's oh, do my this. Goodness, all... The often talked about, seldom seen first episode of twin peaks and now will i understand all of your references to everything now
0: uh no you'd have to watch the entire series some of my references go pretty deep but you know the names of handfuls of characters i do i do you know you've you've heard the name laura palmer yes i have you've heard the name dale cooper right is there any other twin peaks thing that you know
2: here's here's the entirety of my twin peaks knowledge okay um it's based it's loosely based on a true story that is not correct oh okay um (laughs) batman zero right out the gate um there's a log lady
0: that's that is a character yes. uh
2: there's someone who speaks backwards uh yes that's correct as well okay um there uh is a lawyer who has glasses that with different colored lenses uh is that a doctor psychiatrist psychiatrist okay
0: see. dr jacoby
2: dr jacoby yes. uh the woman who's been murdered laura palmer apparently uh liked to party yes loved the sex
0: though that also true
2: uh let's see what else um something about deer no some sort of wildlife uh, there's a specific animal owls
0: are a big part of the that's show that's it okay but not for a while not you're All not right. gonna see owls today
2: all right, uh, coffee and donuts and yes. pie. Yes, are big. Yes, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, I, I, I guess like the only memes that that like make me giggle because I understand its reference fully is Twin Peaks and pie. Okay, that's it.
0: Yeah, see, it's it's right in your wheelhouse.
2: <laughs>
0: you enjoy pie. I do enjoy pie, and you enjoy classic television, and you enjoy murder. <sighs> that's true. I do love me
2: a good murder. So. Ready to do this? All right. Let's do this. Kick it. Kick it in the grill. Kick it with a tasty groove.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. And here we go. We're going to say three, two, one, play. And then you can do it with this. Here we go. All right. Three, two, one, play. Ah, there we go. Okay. That's that
2: fucking bird. It's a lovely bird on a branch. Uh what is that? Like a a log a log mill,
0: a sawmill. It is. It is in fact a, a sawmill. This oh, there is a, you The sawmill is a big uh, part. In, okay. the, in the environment of Twin Peaks, this is this is, all takes place in the Pacific Northwest. That's so it's, a, a, it's a logging town. Twin, okay. The fictional town of Twin Peaks. It's never stated what state it's in, but it's obviously Washington.
2: Sure, sure, sure.
0: And uh, yeah, a place
2: with a lot of trees.
0: A lot of trees and that bird. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, long protracted shot of a. Uh, a saw being sharpened.
0: I guess that's what's what that is.
2: Yeah. Twin Peaks. This feels like it was made in the 80s for some reason. Well,
0: actually... <laughs> I said 1990 earlier, but uh-huh. the pilot episode aired on television in 1989.
2: Oh, okay. This and feels I feels re- very 80s to me. I remember
0: watching it when it aired. I was in okay. high school. I wasn't interested in seeing the show. I... I I wasn't excited about it. My mom was. Okay. Because my mom had enjoyed Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet a great deal. And she was interested. My mom was a big TV and uh, movie buff. Sure. And I remember that this was airing. It was on ABC. And it was a Thursday night that it was airing for the first time. (laughs) And I had come home from tennis practice. And I wasn't interested. Wait. Hold the phone. You... You played tennis? I played tennis for two years. It's the only sport it. I played in high school. Why
2: do you drop that on me when I'm about to watch something? I know, it's a lot. All I, all I want to do is talk about you playing tennis now. We'll, we'll, ta-
0: we'll save that for later. <laughs> but I came up for tennis practice, and I was watching. I'd had dinner and watched something with my mom, and I was going to go do homework or whatever, and this show started, and she was all excited about it because she'd read stuff about it in TV Guide, and sure. I was not in the least bit interested, but I was like sitting there. God like, damn, this is the longest opening ever. I was like, I'll just watch and see if I'm interested and it got me within a few minutes. And <laughs> you've been watching it ever since. And 26 years later, it's still a big part of my life.
2: This is the longest I opening still, I to still anything ever. I still
0: have. My mom recorded all the episodes off of television.
2: Uh-huh. I still
0: have all. Those of tapes? The, I have them here in this apartment. All of the VHS tapes. They have all With the of, commercials? All the commercials from 89, oh, 90,
2: 91. I want to watch those. I've since bought
0: this on DVDs. No, of course. A DVD box. Of course. Set,
2: but, yeah. Uh. Dude, this is literally the longest intro to a TV I, show it's, ever.
0: It's very long, and they're not going to get any shorter.
2: I mean, this one's <laughs> this one's a little bit longer because this one's a feature film. Right, 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 right. Are they are they all about this long, give or take? Um, they're they're not quite so David Lynch directed by David Lynch.
0: Okay, here we go. Okay.
2: Oh look, there's
0: some ducks on a pond. Oh, that's so serene. Nice little wooden house.
2: Sure. Nice es- nice establishing shots. Yeah. Look yeah. At that. Okay. Interior. Already, this is so classic David Lynch. Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. What's her name? Wait,
0: because there's a sad, tragic woman looking wistfully into a mirror?
2: Yeah, yeah. What's her name?
0: The character? Uh, Yes. Her name is Josie Packard. I never really understood why they start the show with her. She's an important character, but not... She's still kind of supporting.
2: Well, I think... Oh, he's going fishing. Oh, you know, I think I may have seen her and stuff, but... The actress's name is Joan Chen. I wonder what Joan Chen's doing these days. She's looking very forlorn.
0: You don't need to be that focused on uh, Josie Packard right now. It is, they, they start an opening shot with her, so you think she's going to be a major part. but right. uh, I see. It's an interesting choice.
2: What do you see over there, fisherman? Ooh, what is that ominous plastic bag doing on the beach there?
0: This actor here is Jack Nance. He appeared in uh, almost everything that David Lynch made, starting with Eraserhead. Oh. All the way through Lost Highway until he uh, died tragically in 1996. Oh, dear. But he was—he had a part in everything that David Lynch made. Dune, Lost at Heart, or uh, Wild at Heart, Blue Velvet, etc.
2: Oh, my. That's graphic.
0: Yeah. Graphic for... 1989.
2: It is, yeah. It's pretty graphic for 1989. That body is wrapped so neatly, too.
0: Here comes one of the series' most iconic lines.
3: Lucy? Lucy, this is Pete Martell. Lucy, put Harry on the horn. Sheriff,
1: it's Pete Martell up at the mill. Um, I'm going to transfer to the phone on the table by the red chair. The, the red chair against the wall. <laughs> uh, the little table with the lamp on it. The lamp that we moved from the
2: corner. The black phone, not the brown phone. <laughs> what the hell was that? Just
0: trying to make this quirky and endearing. Here we go. Here's that line I was talking about. She's dead.
3: you stay
2: right there I'm on my way well that's interesting I
0: believe there was a um oh, Right away, they're letting us know that f- discovering a body is not a thing that happens in this sleepy Pacific Northwestern town of Twin Peaks.
2: Well, but he but he also said she's dead. He never mentions her name. He does, yeah. And they both seem to know who what's going on.
0: Well, they they don't. At this point, neither of them know who the no, this no, body I get
2: is. I get that, but like he never actually mentions her name, and he, and it just seems like they know they know who like. They know who like he he knows who she who who that person is by that ominous she's dead, right
0: well, Wrong? sure, but he doesn't yet, and uh eventually they will learn that every single person in this show knows this person, yeah, like her life connects
2: well, it's a tiny town it makes sense it's like fifty
0: thousand people fifty one thousand I think is what the sign says, yeah. Deputy Andy Brennan taking the pictures. He's one of the many characters I have cosplayed to host the Twin Peaks burlesque <laughs> shows produced by the Pink Room.
2: Oh Oh, no. He's a delicate fella. Oh no. Andy. Andy.
4: Same thing as last year in Mr. Blanche's bar. the really camera. Sorry. This is this going to happen every damn time? I'm sorry.
2: They don't get a lot of dead bodies in this town, do they? Not too many people die of unnatural causes.
0: Oh no, no, no! So local law enforcement is not prepared for what
2: is about to happen, happen
0: to their world. Yeah. I believe there was a David Lynch or Twin Peaks uh, fanzine, or maybe it was just like a cult movie magazine called Wrapped in Plastic that <laughs> was taken lift from this. Oh. And there we first hear the name Laura Palmer.
2: Oh, she's pretty.
0: Centerpiece of the Twin Peaks story. Oh, sweetheart, I'm
2: not gonna tell you again. Does, does the actress who plays Laura Palmer, do you get to see her like in flashbacks or sure. do yes. you only see her as a dead body? Yes.
0: Wait, what? Yeah, oh, you know, you, you see her in flashbacks.
2: Oh, okay, okay. You do
0: get to see her in flashbacks. Well, and actually, the actress gets to play another character later on.
2: Oh, like a twin sister? Uh, like a twin cousin. What? Yes. Oh, David Lynch. <laughs> you fucking nutball. What's going also on? Also,
0: very iconic here this shot up the stairs in the Palmer House of the yeah. ceiling fan will repeat a lot.
2: That's actually a really good shot. That's a good angle. David
0: Lynch likes to pick a handful of images that he finds creepy and interject them into the things that he's make, N- rarely without rhyme or reason. Right. They're rarely with rhyme or reason, I should
2: say. Oh, so this is the mother discovering that Laura's not home. Yes. Oh. That's a because really her daughter
0: one. should be coming downstairs right now and getting ready for school. Yeah, yeah. She's not. So... How old is Laura Palmer? 17 years old. Wow. She's a senior at Twin Peaks High.
2: At 17?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's about right. I started my senior year at 17. Frantic, her mother makes a phone call to the parents of her daughter's boyfriend. Listen, I just went up
3: to wait for Laura, and she's not here. Is she Well, she could be. He leaves every morning at 5 to go running, and then he goes to football practice.
1: Can you um, find out? Can you reach him? I'll, I'll call the school. Just a minute. I've got the
3: number of the field office here. Thanks.
2: You know, that also was a. Maybe she went out with
4: Cleveland.
0: He had an early meeting. Oh, I'm sure that's it. Either that or she's with Bobby. Sure. Oh, I'll, I'll call up to the hotel. Thanks. Bobby okay. Briggs is the name of Laura's high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We will soon learn not her only. No, high of course boyfriend. not. So I was football team. Oh, where's Bobby on the morning that his girlfriend is found dead? Oh, huh? no. Ominous. This is Grace Zabriskie, the actress. Uh, one of my favorite performances in the whole show. Yeah. Uh, she just has to be devastatingly grief stricken constantly throughout oh, the, the series. And it's always, it hurts always. This <gasps> I is, know who this is This is Audrey Horn I love Audrey Horn She's played by Oh those shoes Boom Hot. Saddle shoes uh, She's played by Sherilyn Fenn She's so pretty She is one of the many um, Sex symbols of the show
3: Grouse
2: Grouse
0: this man pacing is Audrey's father, Benjamin Horn.
4: We have solid information. Packard sawmill is gonna go belly up in a
2: year. Oh dear. We're gonna be able to get it for
0: saw. He's the richest man in town. He owns this great northern hotel. Oh he okay. owns a department store. Now, this man's sitting on his couch.
4: Let's get up here and get those cheese
0: eaters. We're cheese eaters is his attorney. Wow. His attorney's name is Leland Palmer. Oh dear. Clean, wholesome
1: environment, much like your very own. milieu, the of with a quality of life to rival the very best that best. this country
3: has to offer. And that is what the ghostwood country club and estates will be. Now. Wait, mean. cheese eaters.
2: Norwegians. Oh.
4: When I first spoke to Norwegians, story, oh. was very concerned about the quality.
2: Okay. Isn't cheese eaters an insult for French people?
4: If me, or
2: Wisconsinians?
1: The the
2: this is a good elevator pitch, actually. He's a good salesman. He's, 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 the, he's, the
0: most, he's a mogul. He's the yeah. only mogul in Twin Peaks. He right. basically is <laughs> the biggest deal in town. As we see here, his lawyer, Leland Palmer just received a phone call oh
3: dear
0: there are two actors in this series who were in the uh, in the mo- the film version of West Side Story and one of them was Benjamin Horn back there
1: oh yeah He's okay
0: a- played by uh, Richard Bamer.
2: Oh, that's a great shot, right? The the police van pulling up just as he gets the phone call. I can't find Bobby. That's a really good shot. Let's not worry. I mean, they're probably together. She would have left a note. Why didn't she leave me a note? She would have told me. Honey, 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 take
1: it easy, please. He's right over there on
4: the
2: phone. Oh no.
0: At this moment, Leland Palmer realizes he's about to get terrible news.
2: And so does the wife. Well, and Sarah Palmer
0: on the phone. They are about to learn. That's a great scene. Of the death of their only child.
2: You know what? Oh, baby, please. What is it? That's. This is actually a really well constructed scene. This is really good.
1: It's directed
0: by frickin' David Lynch. <laughs> you haven't seen a lot of David Lynch, right?
2: I've seen enough.
0: No, I don't think you have.
2: Oh me. Oh man, this is heartbreaking. My
1: baby.
2: Oh god, that's perfect. <laughs> that's good filmmaking. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Look now. Sheriff Truman hasn't even told him. Yeah. But he knows.
2: <laughs> he knows. Please don't show up He's with lo- good news. What's wrong? I don't understand. Oh. God. That was that was like I think that's the best Rupe well-constructed be a- scene where multiple characters find out the information at the exact same time. Without ever actually saying it,
0: perfectly enhanced by Ange- Angelo Badalamenti's score. He <gasps> scored yeah. all of David Lynch's stuff. But there's a great story and supplemental video that I can show you about how he and David Lynch wrote this piece of music playing here uh-huh. that is placed throughout the entire series. And and
2: the uh, the, the slow pan <laughs> down the chord. Yeah. To the scream. Yeah.
3: That would
0: have been a commercial break and ABC would have shown us an ad for <laughs> Ecto Cooler
2: or Pepsi or some shit. <laughs> this is the Double R Diner. Hey! The it, famous diner with pie!
0: Yes. Shot on location at a an actual diner in Snoqualmie, Washington okay. where all of this was shot on location. Of course, when the series got picked up, they shot in Los Angeles on a soundstage and they rebuilt all of these locations. But this first episode, this is shot in an actual place. And you can go to this diner. It's not called the Double R. It's called something else. Uh-huh. I've been there. Francine's been there. There's all kinds of memorabilia and stuff.
2: <laughs> do they do they cash in on the whole Twin Peaks?
0: Yes. I
3: thought the only time you came about Bobby was making time. You heading out, Shelly?
0: Bobby Briggs. Yeah, I'm
3: heading home. I'm going to practice. I can drop buy by your place on the way. Shelly Johnson. That'd be great, thanks.
0: She's pretty, too. The actress uh, playing the... Um, the, the proprietor there, her name is Norma Jennings, mm-hmm. played by Peggy Lipton. She was a teen beauty pageant queen, and she ended up having a child with Quincy Jones, the producer who produced Michael Jackson's records. It's oh, nice. Thriller. Yeah. Their daughter is Rashida Jones, who was on The Office. Oh, hello. And Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
2: There's a lot of good-looking people in this. In this uh, oh,
0: fuck yeah, there are. That's also kind of consistent with David Lynch's stuff. He loves beautiful people yeah. in terrible situations. I
2: think she
1: knows about us.
2: No shit, yeah. Sherlock. <laughs> you really played that subtly.
0: Man, Bobby Briggs, when I was 16 years old, I wanted his hair so bad.
2: I want his hair right now.
0: Yeah, I still do. Bobby... The actor who plays Bobby Briggs, his name is Dana Ashbrook, uh, he actually came to one of the Miss Twin Peaks pageants <gasps> that that, that uh, Francine the Lucid Dream... Did he like it? Uh, he did. He liked it. He, oh. he He hung out after the show, and he talked to all of us, and we got to talk Twin Peaks stuff and geek out, and he was really gracious and cool. And uh, he was, we found out at the top of the show that he was there, oh, that he was in the wow. audience. Like, Francine had kind of a connection that was going to get him there. And so I made a lot of jokes at Bobby, the, his character's expense uh. throughout the entire show by saying <gasps> things like,
2: Twin, plate, Twin Peaks. Hold what? on. They're drinking and driving. They're teenagers drinking and driving without wearing seatbelts.
0: Yes. And it's also before school has started. Keep in mind. It's oh, like good. Eight, gr- that's right. It's, it's like even like more Yeah. He skips football practice <laughs> so he could go make out with his, like, waitress girlfriend but I made a lot of jokes at the expense by saying things like Twin Peaks is a town where there are a bunch of high schoolers who are in their 30s. <laughs> he's in his 20s, but he's, he's definitely, he's, he's like 25. He's too old to play high school. No,
2: I think, I think he can pass here.
0: I love Bobby Briggs' character and I love Shelly Johnson too. Uh-oh. He's giving Shelly a ride home. What's up?
2: Whoa, what's, what just happened?
0: He was taking, He was taking his waitress girlfriend home. And then they saw a truck parked in the driveway. Of her home? Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. He needs to get the fuck out of there for some reason. Um, so I, you're going to,
0: because I'm talking you through this, yeah. you're going to get the benefit of knowing things before the, you would normally. Right, right, right. That that <clears throat> truck belongs to her husband. She's married to a man named Leo Johnson.
2: Wait, she's a high school student? She is not a high school student.
0: Uh, she's like a year or two older. Okay. And she dropped out.
2: Got it.
3: No, I have to see her. I have to see what was done to my little girl.
2: Oh, dear. Why anybody would want that is beyond me. I mean, I mean, outside of like just identifying the body, I can't imagine anybody wanting to see that, but.
0: Oh, it's just brutal. Oh, Oh, man. Leland Palmer sees dead daughter for the first time. Oh, man. Uh, it hasn't been pointed out yet. I'm going to be like stepping on things that haven't even happened yet. But the mm-hmm. sheriff, the sheriff of Twin Peaks, the character's name is Sheriff Harry S. Truman. <laughs> Which is, and now I'm stepping on a joke, because later when that becomes revealed, it's kind of a, a punchline it's itself. But yeah. his name is, the character's name is Arias Truman. Now we are in the, walking the halls of Twin Peaks High. Oh, hey, look at that. That, that zigzag pattern you see uh, painted on the walls. Oh, wait, oh, shut up, Mark. Shut Let's up, shut up. Watch this, this is shut iconic. Up. Audrey Horn slipping out of her saddle shoes into her red pumps in the hall.
2: Smoking a cigarette. She's just such a...
0: I love Audrey Horn so much, and I will forever. Do you see Laura? No, not yet. Nice
2: date for a yeah. Was she supposed to know what that means?
0: Uh, she does know, but we don't yet.
2: Ah. Uh. <laughs> that background character. That's how you walked to class in the 90s. Little... <laughs> what was that, like an MC Hammer... Typewriter dance? What was that? Look at this punk ass. Sure. Punk! What a dick! Bobby Briggs'
0: best friend, Mike Nelson. He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he's there every now and then. Okay. Me or Bobby?
3: You're
1: one of them. Who wants to be in the office? Right now, young.
0: Everybody knows something's up, but nobody knows what's going on.
2: Wait, why does he have a letter on his leather jacket? Because he's like, he's, a, he's a,
0: like a varsity football player, but he's also like this kind of dirtbag punk ass. Do you put
2: letters on the
0: he leather did. jacket? He did, he did. He didn't want to wear his sport, his like letter jacket. He wanted to wear a le- like a motorcycle jacket. Here. Fair enough.
1: Audrey Horn,
3: here, James Hurley, you.
0: Fuck you, James Hurley. I, a lot of my bias is going to come out. There's certain characters that I just... <laughs>
2: you just don't like.
0: James is a very important character. So right. is Donna Hayward. Uh-huh. But I don't like either of them at all. Oh. there's are subplots.
2: Who the fuck is that?
0: Some kid screaming. You know,
3: I...
2: I I have to say that the way the story is pieced out and, and... Unfolding? And unfolding is really... See? Like, these characters didn't hear anything, and they automatically know. Yeah. Because they're piecing it together themselves. It's
0: an, it's interesting because, you know, as an audience, when you watch something, there's usually a character that There'll is... an
4: announcement from the principal...
0: Again, nobody said anything. Everybody yeah. knows that Laura Palmer's dead. Yeah. Um, most of the time, you know, in stories, there's always a character that serves as like a surrogate for the audience. Like, right. You right. don't know what's going on in the world, and so you have this one character that doesn't know what's going on in the world, Right. so you follow them. And in this, you have this whole sequence of all these characters learning you. something, I and you learn it with them like right. while learning who they
3: are. I went running like I always do. I went for some breakfast. You're lying, party. Bobby. I didn't go to practice
1: because I didn't feel like it. <laughs> Why didn't you feel like it, Bobby? Were you upset about something?
0: deputies Andy Brennan and deputy deputy Andy Brennan deputy Hawk are they
2: allowed to question a minor without
0: absolutely not I got uh, picked up by the cops for something when I was in high school and I got questioned at the police station because they thought I was 18 when they found out I was 17 guess what there were no charges because they were embarrassed and they let me go (laughs) there were never any charges pressed
2: awesome I like that jacket he's wearing your girlfriend who Sherry Truman? Yeah.
3: She was found just after dawn.
2: Oh, not so smug now, side, huh, Bobby?
3: And you weren't where you were supposed to be this morning.
2: But these fellows advised you of your rights? Yes. But I didn't know why. I was dead? Yes. Did you understand your rights as they were explained to you? You think I killed her? Bobby, we're gonna have you make a phone call. You can call your parents and they can arrange to get
3: a lawyer to be with you when we talk to you again. Andy, I think Bobby had to make us call. I loved her. And she loved me. You think, because I in a and I killed
2: my girlfriend you are crazy oh he's a bit of a hothead <laughs> yeah,
0: well oh yes Bobby Briggs he, Bobby Briggs is a perfect high school bad boy is he old? oh yeah I love Bobby Briggs he's a he's a <laughs> piece of <shit. laughs>
3: Deeply saddened to have to tell you that this guy's
0: some great character actor but I can't think of anything he's been right now so I don't care
3: this is a terrible moment for
0: all of us. This is the principal canceling classes because one student you know, was not dead. Um,
2: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess it does. It's especially, a small town. It's a small town. Yeah, a small yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: my my high school would have done this. I feel like Twin Peaks, the town, is much. Similar, more similar the um, to my high school experience me. than yours would have been.
2: Oh, absolutely. Small, <laughs> small
0: town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody yeah. knows everybody's Every gossip. There's weird, Lord's dark, activity. spooky shit that people don't yeah. talk about.
2: After school yesterday or yesterday evening, please come forward. I am dismissing all classes for the day, but... Before we leave,
4: I
0: would like to ask each of you to join me in a moment of silence for Laura into her dear memory. And her what? Dear memory. I feel at this point, I this is when I. It, why is
2: the Why is the principal as shaken up as, as he is? I guess it's every
0: single a- person in town, you'll find out. Everybody in town has some. Relationship with Laura Palmer. They all know her in some way. She uh, touched their lives. Right, right. Like she's the the homecoming queen, and right. she 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 gives English lessons. She's like an English tutor for One Woman Town. And wow. She like volunteers for Meals on Wheels. Uh, but then also under the surface, whatever,
2: whatever happened to the actress who played Laura Palmer? What, what's she done?
0: She's been in some things over the years, but yep. nothing. This is this was her big, her biggest thing. Her biggest job ever was playing a court. Commercial
2: break, and we're back. Sure, back to the mom. Oh, is that a doctor giving her uh, a sedative? Ah, uh, was he giving her something? Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. That's Doc Hayward. The Haywards. Uh, Donna Hayward, we saw in the last, in the right. question too. The Haywards are really good, family, are really good friends sure, of the sure. family with the, the Palmers. Laura and Donna were best friends. The, everybody, again, everybody knows everybody. But Doc Hayward, everybody knows him in town. Do you know what time
4: it was when you last saw Laura and Mrs. Palmer? What time? Yes.
0: So they're setting up details here that they had to stick to for the rest of the... Nine. What'd she say? Yes. it was about nine the last time she saw Laura
1: O'clock. p.m. p.m. Aww. she came home from Barbies and she was going up the
0: <laughs> she's gonna say here now that she hears Laura's phone she heard Laura's phone ring I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember remember this phenomenon of teen lines. Teen lines? You might not have had that where you grew up. No. But anyway, she says that she hears Laura's. She heard Laura's phone ring the night that she died. This was a thing that happened when I was a kid. That lots of houses would have that they. You know, we all had landline. A secondary line that was just for the kids.
2: A teen line
0: is what they called it. I
2: see. No, I never. I never had that. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Diary. Do you know where the key to
0: this is, sir? This Deputy Hawk finding Laura Palmer's diary while at the Palmer's house. You have to take
4: that. Have the
0: possible. Laura Palmer's diary or diaries very important. I would imagine. Flat driving MacGuffins throughout the story. Oh, sword.
2: sure, sure, sure. It's a gun! No. Ooh, it's worse. It's a video camera. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) So here, Sarah Palmer is recalling the events of the night that Laura's last night. Right, right. And they would have to stick to these because the show runs for two years. But it really only, I'm not sure exactly what the timeline is, Uh but it only is really about like three or four weeks of time. For the whole two-year season? Yeah. Oh, good gravy. It, it's not very... I, the whole first season is like a week. Oh, my God. Um, so it, it's, the, the entire show doesn't run. like It doesn't really cover that much time story-wise. Oh,
2: interesting. It's short.
0: Interesting. But after the series was over, they made... A movie. A movie called Fire Walk With Me, which is like a prequel, which tells... This is a story of the last week of Laura Palmer's life. Uh, so these details are when she's like... They all, they all play out later. She says here, I heard her phone ring once... So that's in the movie.
3: I don't know who
0: it was. <laughs> you don't know who called Sarah Palmer, but I do.
2: <laughs> do they ever find Sarah Palmer's killer? Sarah Palmer's killer, was or did it get canceled so before uh, they can uh, get that far? You mean Laura Palmer's? I'm oh, sorry, Laura Palmer. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, um. Yeah. Oop, yeah, we're at the sawmill.
0: Now we're at the sawmill.
2: Very industrial-looking machines with blades and violent. Again,
0: the actor Jack Nance. His character is named Pete Martell. Just local, quirky flavor, real folksy. Sure, sure. But he was the lead character in Eraserhead. Okay. His wife, Catherine Martell, played by Piper Laurie, who played the mother in Carrie.
1: Catherine, I'm so excited. Remember her? I'm running. Oh
0: yeah. They're I all gonna laugh you. at you. I Maybe you. are not shutting
1: us down. Catherine. I have the final say song. Peter, push the plug. Pete, don't you dare.
0: Josie Packard, I'll just, I'm just going to save you some footwork here. Josie Packard is the widow of Andrew Packard, who owned the sawmill.
2: Uh. Ah, yeah, and so she's closing the sawmill.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, Catherine, Pete's wife, who was right there, one played by Piper Laurie, mm-hmm. was Andrew's uh, sister, and she is the basically the operating.
1: Boss of the mill. Got it.
2: Like the manager, the foreman. Yeah. Bitch. Well Could you say that in nineteen eighty nine? Guess so.
3: Fred fired. Damn. Your co worker and
0: friend, Mr.
1: Yannick
0: Catherine Martel is really unpleasant. Like the the story goes on long enough, that, like almost every character goes from like it's like professional wrestling. Almost every character goes from being a good guy to a bad guy with either a vindication story or right, or right, comeuppance, right? Or in some cases, like some characters, like Benjamin Horn, uh, back and forth a couple of times. <laughs> Josie shuts down the mill. Josie's relationship with with Laura was that Laura was her English tutor. Oh, Oh, here's another very iconic shot. Oh, there's a... a, Derelict-looking young woman walking down the train tracks.
2: Looking quite disheveled and possibly in shock. With, what is that, a torn slip?
0: Yeah, she's like, it's like a, yeah.
2: Something nefarious has happened to her, apparently. Who's this old coot? Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Has she been shot? What are those? Cigarette burns, maybe?
0: This character is named Ronette Pulaski. Bunny Buxom did a number based on Ronette for uh, one of the Twin Peaks shows and Um. had a photo shoot with Francine Lucid Dream in that costume on the, uh, what is it, the Pulaski (laughs) Bridge in Queens? Oh, dear. They went and walked across the bridge so they could get that shot. Of course.
2: Look at this guy. He's in high school and he has a motorcycle? He thinks he's a bad boy. He's not. No, he's a
0: fucking douche. James Hurley is a douche. He wants to be a bad boy. Bobby Briggs is a douche, but actually is a bad boy. Oh, I guess he's kind of let the cat out of the bag. James and Laura had a secret relationship that was being kept secret from Bobby. Oh. This is going to make Bobby and uh, James not friends. This is James' uncle. His parents long gone, uh, but he lives with his uncle. Or he's friends with his uncle. Yeah, he lives with his uncle. Big Ed Hurley. This is Ed's wife, Nadine Hurley. She's
2: she got, got an eye patch.
0: Nadine Hurley is one of the many characters that Francine has played in the Twin Peaks shows. Nadine is one of my favorite characters.
2: Big Ed's gas farm? Yep.
0: Huh. They're just really trying to drive home how country they are. Rural. The big ads, gas
2: farm. They're real rural. <gasps> Here we Who's go. Who's this handsome devil? 7.30 a.m., February 24th. Entering the town of Twin Peaks, five miles south of the Canadian border, 12 miles west of the
1: state line. Never seen so many trees in my life. Is that what you feel the Philadelphia? Yeah, I can't talk over that. 54 degrees on a slightly overcast day. Weatherman said rain. You get paid that kind of money for being wrong 60% of the time. Be working. Mileage is 79,345.
3: Gauges on reserve. Riding on here. I got to tank up when I get into town. Remind me to tell you how much that is. Lunch was
1: uh, $6.31 at the Landliner Inn. That's on Highway 2 near Lewis Fork. That was. Uh, Twenty fish sandwich on a whole week, slice of cherry pie, and a cup of coffee. Damn good food. Diana, if you ever get up this way, that cherry pie is worth a stop. Okay. Looks so like I'll be meeting up with the sheriff uh, Harry S. Truman. Shouldn't be too hard to remember that. We'll be at the Calhoun Memorial Hospital. If we're going to go up to intensive care and take a look at that girl that crawled down the railroad tracks off the mountain.
2: This is fucking I brilliant. Kind
0: of Special Agent Dale Cooper, one of the best characters ever written for television. Played by Kyle McLaughlin, who, of course, <laughs> played the lead in Blue Velvet and Dune for David Lynch. Yes. Muadib! Um, yeah, he's. He is the heart of this show. He is mostly the outsider that we come, that leads us into the sure, world. Sure, sure. Except he makes everybody else feel like an outsider because <laughs> well, Cooper's very special. Have have David Lynch really, originally wanted him to be chain, a chain smoking character because David Lynch loves characters who smoke because David Lynch smokes. Colin McLaughlin was opposed to it, yeah. it. I thought I don't. Just a second.
2: There's
1: a few things that we gotta get straight right off the bat. I heard about this the hard way. It's best to talk about it up front. When a bureau gets called in. Heroes in charge. Now, you're going to be
3: working for me. Sometimes local law enforcement has a problem with that, I hope you understand. Like I said, we're glad to have you here. Here.
2: What kind of fantastic trees have you got growing around here? Big,
1: majestic. (laughs) Douglas firs. Douglas firs.
4: Douglas firs.
1: Can someone get me a copy of the coroner's report
4: on
3: the dead girl? The autopsy hasn't been done yet, but I'll take you downstairs to
0: the morgue when we're finished here. Um, Colin McLaughlin also had concerns when he took the role. He thought he was too young to convincingly play an FBI agent because he's only thirty-one here, which he's technically old enough. But I think David Lynch also had the character to be like a little more grizzled and old in mind. But he loved Colin McLaughlin because from his experience working on Blue Velvet and Dune, that he brought him in, and this is like—I mean, this is the this is the, the the role of his life. Yeah, this there are a few characters that i enjoyed like i put it, i would put dale cooper up there on that list with like darth vader <laughs> among my favorite characters in the history of pop culture he's just wonderful and complex and multifaceted and tragic and
2: it's such a it's such an homage to the classic sort of film noir detective oh it
0: absolutely is you know what i mean it's, it's
2: like he he just seems like he's just a huge old love letter to like the yep. the sam spades and the and the you know, the Dashiell Hammett novels. You know? There are
0: lots of noir elements to this. Yeah. To this. And, well, really, and to everything David Lynch has ever done. Sure.
1: We need a CAT scan,
0: and we're not equipped for that here. My opinion. So now Chef Truman and these, this FBI agent who's just rolled into town to investigate the murder are now standing over the comatose... Ronna Pulaski, the woman we found walking down the the train tracks. the the town is
2: so small, they don't even have a CAT scan. Yeah. But then again, this is 1989. I mean, like, how widely available were CAT scans back in 1989?
0: Now, Cooper is examining her fingers, specifically her fingernails. this is a big day for Twin Peaks they got a dead high school girl and they got another high school girl (laughs) who is severely traumatized in a coma they got a G-man in town the hell that was Dr. Lawrence Jacoby he was the other actor who was in the film version of
2: West Side Story. <sighs> terrible. Terrible tragedy. Yes. Great tie. I fucking like love that tie. I want a hula girl tie. Russ Tamblin.
3: That's There's a Special name. Agent Dale Cooper. Gary Cooper.
1: Agent Cooper. FBI. Right.
0: <laughs> Dr. Lawrence Jacoby, Agent Cooper. And Laura was uh, the patient of mine, man. Listen, you're on your way to the morgue now. Do you mind if I join you?
4: Yes, I do. Why would you want to? <laughs> sort of against procedure, Doctor. Well, no offense. I thought I, I could be in some hell. You still could be? At another time. Oh, I understand completely. No. But by the way, Laura's uh, parents.
2: Oh. That's creepy it. as fuck. <laughs> He's fingering the hula girl under her grass skirt as he talks about Laura.
0: Oh, and I, I, you just point out something I've never noticed before. Really? Well, the thing that he was telling them right there was that Laura was seeing him as a patient. Yeah. And it was a secret from her parents. Yeah. She was a minor.
2: Yeah. So. He was basically fingering the hula girl on his tie as he talked about Laura Palmer.
0: Gross. I think it's a Dr. Jacoby is another one of the characters that I have cosplayed at, when hosting one of the Pink Room's burlesque shows. That's true. Cooper's really intent on examining fingers. What's with the flickering lights? It's only there to be weird. David Lynch loves strobe lights. If you've seen any of his work, there's always a sequence of strobe lights. And there's a lot of them in Twin Peaks. But this one is just in there for the fuck of it. Just to be weird, there's a flickering light at the hospital. Oh, you might want to buckle up. This is if you're squeamish.
2: Oh, shit, really?
0: Yeah. Cooper is looking for something oh. under the fingernail of the dead girl with this pair of tweezers. Oh, dear yeah, God. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it?
2: What's he looking for? I don't know, but it seems like he
1: found it. Uh, Diane, I'm at the Twin Peaks County Moor with the body of the victim. What's her name? Lord Palmer. Palmer. I got it before the autopsy. Diane, it's the same thing. I told you I had a feeling you'd see this again do you Ring finger. Under the nail. Let's see what he left us.
2: <gasps> oh. It's an R. Diane, give this to Albert and his team. Don't go to Sam. Albert seems to have a little more on the ball. We
4: need to back and tank this. Okay, Cooper. You gonna let me in on whatever the hell is going on here? Sheriff, we got a lot to talk about.
0: God, I love you, Agent Dale Cooper.
2: <laughs> so, basically, w- w- that—that's the beginnings of some kind of like serial killer.
0: Uh, yes, but he hasn't obviously shared any of that yet. No, but, but he, yes, there's something. Cooper knew what he was looking for because right. he's seen something like this before. He's yeah. seen clues of this
2: kind before. So, yeah, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's come across bodies like this. Yes. And there's actually a team working on it back at whatever headquarters he's from.
0: Uh, They're not working on it. They're just colleagues of his in the Bureau. Got it. That have been, you don't know this yet, but they're, they've been investigating another area murder with similar elements. All right. The character he was mentioning, Albert, um, will make an appearance eventually.
1: For you. In case you didn't realize it, Bobby's in a lot of trouble. He's my best friend. You're supposed to be with me, Donnie, we're going down to the police station to be with him. That don't tell me where I ought to be. Second of all, Lon is my best friend. Get in the car. Mock with Junior. Mind your own business. You're on my lot, friend. All right, I'm not your friend.
2: What a douche, right? Yeah. What yes, a uh, fucking Nelson is, uh,
4: Yeah,
0: he's fucking terrible. I you know pick Ed, you waiting for those drapes to hang themselves? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> What's with those drapes, uh, yo? Oh, oh my goodness! Nadine Hurley is really obsessed with her drapes. Can
3: favor? If James comes around, you tell him I'm looking
0: for him? Which one is James? Hurley, the motorcycle, the guy who wants to be a bad boy but sucks.
2: The the one who left the note in the first place? Yeah. Okay. Good gravy.
0: You know, I just actually caught something right now. In all of the years that I've watched this show many times, I just caught something that I've never caught before. What's that?
2: Um, Wait, hold on, hold on. I want to hear this.
0: <laughs> Opening. Laura Palmer's diary.
2: <laughs> Looks like there's what, three diaries?
4: Diana, no, up this, a Laura Palmer. Well
2: right now there's diary. only one.
4: This is the uh, the last entry dated February twenty third. It reads Asparagus for dinner again. And I hate asparagus. Does
1: this mean I'll never grow up? And then she's written
4: nervous about meeting J tonight. But that's the letter J, Diane. Okay,
3: and that is blessing. Well, that's something to get started on. Yeah, that's one out of
4: twenty-six. Okay. Out
2: of oh, and there's a key.
4: Diane, I just turned back eighteen days to day one. What we have? Take to the page here is a plastic envelope containing a white residue and what looks to be a key to a safety deposit box. Sheriff, sure. I have to very carefully remove this key. I'm going to run this envelope. And my bet is it'll test positive for cocaine. This is impossible. You ever been surprised before? <laughs> you didn't know, Laura. Let's get started on a
2: court order to open that safety deposit box and maybe we'll both find out a few things about Laura Palmer. Damn, AJ Cooper.
1: Diane, I'm holding in my hand a small box of
2: chocolate bunnies. Yes. Chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Why are the chocolate bunnies significant? They're not. Oh. Downward. It happens. Oh, crybaby! No, the uh, crybaby sheriff. The
0: chocolate bunnies have no significance. There's just it's just a funny, weird David Lynchian line.
2: Got it. Okay. Wait, what did you find out?
0: Sweetie. Oh, what I found out was that when when Cooper was doing the examination, and he went under her nail he said uh get this information or get this to albert and sam and their team and albert rosenfeld is a, is a character who appears a lot in the show i'd never caught that sam oh. before oh sam is a small tiny part of an fbi agent in the in the prequel fire walk with me who is played by Kiefer sutherland <laughs> i never i never caught that his name sam was a, a callback to right. something. i did i, right. I, I never on all these years i've never picked up Oh, on well,
2: there you movie. go Learn something new every day. Bobby, did you
1: kill Laura Palmer? No.
0: <laughs> now, Sheriff Truman and she Agent Cooper interrogating right? Bobby Thursday Briggs. Night, isn't
3: that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Did she drive herself
2: home. Yes. So, he's basically lying this whole but time.
3: last week, didn't you? I. We don't know yet. So what?
2: If this I is a murder mystery. Went there, went there are lots of red
0: herrings.
3: Sang songs with her if I went skipping rope. difference does it make? I didn't kill
2: her. I like the way he smiles.
1: Bobby, here's how this works. We ask the questions and you answer the questions that we ask. Briefly and to the point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody takes more joy in their job than Agent Cooper. Yes, nobody, nobody, not even Santa Claus
2: <laughs> takes as much joy in his job.
0: This is a videotape that they recovered from that video camera they found oh, in yeah. Laura's room. Did you shoot this video, Bobby? Oh, a few times you will see Laura Palmer alive in the television in the television series.
1: Well, if you didn't, then who did? It? Did you know Laura was seeing someone else? That's what you two thought about last week.
4: Look at these pictures. Look how happy she is.
0: Aww. You can see in this video footage they're having a picnic.
4: You're you with Laura, Bobby? I have two trucks.
3: Excuse me. What are you charging my client with?
4: That's right. <laughs>
0: Types a note to Truman.
1: Bobby, if you knew who she was seeing, trust us on this. Now's the time to tell us.
0: That says he did not do she it.
1: Donna. She was there with her. Because I'm asking you. Come on, Bobby, give me a name. Here's a hint. First initial J.
2: Oh. Uh, neat trick. even 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 the home movie is shot in the david lynch style oh yeah oh oh just wait
0: you'll see some more footage of that video fbi man's in town asks like two questions of the prime suspect and is satisfied that he is not the killer
2: based on what
0: instinct audrey horn Professional punk ass, spoiled, bored, rich daughter of Benjamin Horn, and the object of all of my teenage through 40s lust, when I was 17 years old... Uh, Sherilyn Fenn posted in Playboy. This is while Twin Peaks was still on the air. Uh, and though I had never asked somebody older than me to buy beer for me, like teenage kids do, sure, sure. I did ask Dave Hardesty, who was a year older than me in high school, because he was 18, I gave him money and asked him to buy me the issue of Playboy at the local gas station because I had to have those naked pictures of Audrey of Sherilyn Fenn.
2: She is it was a, like a drug deal. She's see? a douchebag.
0: Oh, uh, Audrey is, is a troublemaker mm-hmm. and a punk and... Just sex in shoes. Just
2: Is she basically gonna tease a whole room full of men now? There's
0: a group of uh, Norwegians who are there working on this important deal with her father. Mm-hmm. She's just gonna wander in and vamp around a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm ah she's doing the whole like lost little girl thing yeah the room is captivated excuse me is there something
1: wrong young pretty girl he found my friend
4: Laura lying face down on a rocky
1: beach completely naked
2: she has been murdered. <laughs> he has to translate that, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> She's only doing that so she can get attention.
0: Bunny Buxom has an Audrey Horn uh, act that she does in the Twin Peaks shows that starts with that piece of music.
2: Oh. Uh... Hey, Sink. We're out of
3: here,
4: man. Just a sick.
3: Donna's still in there. Stranger out yet? I don't know what's up with her. Forget her. I figured Laura and her.
1: I can Mentioned something about the letter J.
3: We're looking at some freaking biker. And some freaking biker's gonna get his head busted open.
0: Oh, Bobby's indicating that he knows who J is that Laura wrote about in her diary.
3: Is
2: that his father?
0: Yes, that is Major Briggs and his mother. Major Briggs becomes an important character later.
1: So you were on a picnic, just the two of you, way up in the mountains. Not another soul around
3: there's some
1: logins to having a picnic? <laughs> Donna,
0: this is interesting to me. Donna Hayward.
1: the two of you out there. I can't for the life of me figure out how these pictures got taken.
0: She's a lead character in this, uh, I would say. Well,
1: that,
3: that's easy. There was this um, hiker that came along, this woman hiker, had a backpack and... We asked her to
0: take the for us. What was her name? I don't know. I don't think we asked her. God, I don't know. Donna Hayward, played by the actress Laura Flynn Boyle, the only actress who, only cast member who did not come back for Fire Walk with Me,
4: they had to recast
0: her because she didn't want to be in the movie. Does this person's name start with a letter J? Because she thought she was going to be a famous movie star.
2: Oh, she was yeah. in Happiness, Men in Black Two. Well, that's right. More serious
1: than
0: Laura. Famously dated Jack Nicholson and wore a ballerina's tutu to a Oscars once.
2: I do remember that now.
0: Also bears a striking resemblance to a young uh, Dr. Schaefer, my ex-wife. <laughs> like she still gets it to this day. People still really? See. Yeah, I don't see it. Maybe not in this first, in the pilot, but once it becomes a television series. Okay. There's a slight different look to the film grain and the sets yeah, yeah, and whatnot yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after this episode. Everybody's hairstyle changes, too. Even uh, though, it's all, the, even though the, the second episode that follows the pilot is supposed to be the next day, everybody's hairstyle is different. Well, not everybody, but Donna and Audrey's hair is very different. Okay. Now, after you were done
3: with
1: Bobby and he was taken back to a cell, well... Then his parents were standing by the door with his lawyer, and Bobby. He was released, and
3: he came out and he saw his friend Mike, who was down by the water cooler, which is near my desk.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I pretend to be. Lucy
0: crying. Moran, the receptionist, is I was amazing. What
3: Mike and Bobby were saying, and well, they didn't say exactly who it was they were talking about,
1: but anyway, here's what they were saying. They said the person we're looking for is a biker. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, look at me? look at
4: that!
2: Holy smoke. Damn, he's smart.
0: Why he's a special agent of the FBI? See the motorcycle impossibly reflected in the eyeball <laughs> with nineteen eighty-nine <1989 laughs> video camera technology. Yes.
2: <laughs> Suspend <laughs> yeah, some diff- disbelief in the uh, show. I don't know. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. No, it's unlikely.
0: Oh, James, you tortured soul, so brooding, sitting on the
2: edge of a cliff. Are are Why are they leaving?
0: Uh, they so the Norwegians who were in Twin uh, Peaks to negotiate. A look big at kill. her; she's
2: fucking giggling she her ass
0: it. off. They got freaked out by her little, by Audrey's little display of grief. <laughs> and she just loves causing trouble. She loves making Daddy very unhappy,
2: because she's bored and she's rich and she's entitled and and because she's yeah because she just loves the misery of others. Yes, basically. Yes. Okay, I can I can see why you had such a huge, huge sexual awakening yes, <laughs> crush the, on the her. The
0: plaid skirts, scler- <laughs> plaid skirts and saddle shoes and the sweaters and the
2: yeah the mole,
0: the whole bit. She's just ugh. They have discovered the crime scene. How? Late in the afternoon. That was where Andy called Lucy earlier where he was crying.
2: Oh, oh, I see. That
0: they found it. When they said they found it. Right. They found this abandoned train car in the woods. And there's blood and a bloody rag. And they believe this to be the crime scene where Laura Palmer was murdered. That's gruesome. Sure. Hammer. Creepy Angelo Badalamenti music. (laughs)
2: Oh, oh, what's that on that pile of dirt? That's pretty convenient. The that scene the
4: crime. Here's something we haven't seen before. A mound of dirt,
1: approximately a foot and a half in diameter. On the top is <laughs> a gold necklace with a gold heart. Correction, half a gold heart. At the base of the mound of dirt is a torn piece of newsprint written with the words, which appear to be in blood fire, walk with me.
2: Oh. I see. That's the name of the prequel.
1: Yeah, it wasn't conveniently found.
0: So now they believe whoever the killer is, of Laura Palmer, is the person who has the other half of this heart. Yeah. Sweetheart necklace.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So we cut back to brooding James Hurley on the edge of a cliff with his hog.
2: Oh, so he's must be Jay. Oh. oh. James has the other half of that necklace. Oh, because they were secret lovers.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's the one-hour point. Okay.
2: We'll pause this. Yeah? Yeah, pause it.
0: Okay. And three, two, one, pause.
2: Okay.
1: Pause this, too?
2: No, no, no. I think, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, we'll, we'll continue watching it, because okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I want to I see how this resolves. Uh, but I guess for those listeners who only want to hear the hour-long version... I want to, I want to like give my two cents in my opinion up to this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what? I got, I got to say I'm enjoying this a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. Huh. Yeah. Because I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of dated television because I don't think it wears very well. And I think this actually uh, is very dated um, but it kind of holds up a little bit, you know. It holds up more so than a lot of the a lot of the television that came out of that same era, you know. Yeah. Um, and I guess I've always underestimated David Lynch as a director and a storyteller because I've never been fans. Like I don't think Dune is very good, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, and what was it like I think Blue Velvet is is I don't know like. I, this is an unpopular opinion, but it, it, to me, it just seems a bit pretentiously overrated.
0: It is a modern
2: film noir masterpiece. Yeah, um, <laughs> but here's the thing: I am seeing as a, as a as a lover of film, as a lover of noir, as a lover of good storytelling in film. Mm-hmm. Um, I am seeing, I'm seeing the work, I'm seeing the craftsmanship that's going into the the storytelling here, and done. Really subtly, I mean, so subtle. I mean, far more subtle than any television show of of any sort of mystery, procedural, episodic that I've ever seen.
0: He's doing it in a way where he knows that he has to lure an audience in before he can go real David Lynch on them. So he's he's setting this up like a great, moody, atmospheric crime mystery without even giving any hint so far that later on there is going to be a significant supernatural element introduced into this story.
2: Oh, wait a minute.
0: Hold on, but not Ugh. even close to the way you think. And also
2: does does that I don't know, to me
0: also, that's
2: to me that smells like jumping the shark.
0: But it works in this world. He just he has to put it in place. Basically, he has to build a house, right? Before he can fill that house with ghosts. And also ghosts is not the supernatural element. Okay. Well, uh, also, it's not a supernatural element in a way that you're thinking like that it's going to be aliens or, or superpowers or anything like that. It's nothing like that. It's something that doesn't I can't really find something to compare to. And it's one that's not ever really explained in a way that it might not actually be. Okay. Shit is going to get weird and supernatural. You're
2: being hella vague and it's kind of I, hard to... I have oh no, to. you have to. You have
0: to. The, um, a lot, a lot, a a big part of Twin Peaks is filling in... And and a lot of David Lynch's work is mm-hmm. filling in the blanks yourself.
2: Right, right. right
0: like right. you're going to get weirder and weirder shit and you're going to get stranger pieces of this puzzle. But a lot of the work of telling the story in, in some places is you have to kind of do some connecting on your own. And that's... That's fair. It's frustrating to the average television audience. So many people in America who tuned in and got swept up in the hype of this show of this, like of this, this ongoing murder mystery, it started getting weird. And they were like, this is just too weird. Whereas like the weirdos who would have been, I don't know, going to midnight screenings of Rocky horror in high school at that time. Sure. were like, Oh yeah. Get weird. Bring me the weird. This was a murder mystery, but I want some, I want some crazy mind blowing shit.
2: Does David Lynch continue to direct the series after the pilot? He, he, writes a bunch of episodes he
0: directs a bunch of episodes not all they bring a bunch of different directors for episodes. okay yeah he directs real, all of the really big key episodes okay and writes on all of them I mean there's a whole team of writers but he does yeah, yeah he yeah, doesn't yeah, have director yeah. credit on all of them in fact when it gets late into season two there's an episode directed by Diane Keaton holy shit just one episode Diane
2: Keaton why not huh okay <laughs> okay uh well, Based on what I've seen so far, I am definitely interested to see the last 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, Because I want to see how this resolves, right? Um, I'm not sure if I'm completely sold on the whole thing yet. Okay. Uh, It seems... I don't know. It seems... it, It appeals to me because I'm such a lover of noir and I'm a sucker for this kind of storytelling. And... I'm also a sucker for like just weird as fuck people,
1: yeah,
2: who all interact and intersect with one another, yeah. But I don't know. I think I think maybe it's a product of its time, and it's probably and for me that's probably uh, uh, is what would make have it have it suffer. The only
0: thing that dates this is. Double lapel blazers and hairstyles, <laughs> and nobody has a cell phone.
2: Well, I mean, the acting is a little over the top. Okay, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of mugging the, for the over camera. The, over the
0: top and mugging; those are not past era specific.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying th- these are my critiques. Okay. Uh, you know, th- it's which is weird because the storytelling, the 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 craft, the director- the directorial craft is so subtle and so finely choreographed and then you have these over-the-top deliveries of these lines and it's just, it's a little jarring a little bit yeah um i don't know i mean i don't know i mean i'm definitely i, I i'm definitely enjoying it uh-huh i don't know if i would go back for more well, this
0: is again. It's a ninety-minute pilot, and we stopped at the sixty-minute point. I, I picked a place to yeah. just to end. Yeah. Uh, but the the cliffhanger that this ends on, and every episode hangs on a, ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because that's how you move uh, episodic mystery forward. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Um. I feel like if you saw the end of it, then you would be like, I have to watch more. If you okay. you make it to the end of this, there's no way you're if, even if you have a lukewarm response to it now, yeah. you make it to the end of this pilot, yeah. you are going to you will be compelled. Okay. You would probably even watch it tonight when you got home. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, okay. Well, then you know what? Let's then that's the then let's watch the, the 30 minutes. Okay. Um and uh let's see where this takes us. Okay. Resuming
0: from our pause point and unpausing on Three, two, one. Pause. Let's go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Pause. And that is how the pilot episode of Twin Peaks ends. Well, interesting. Would you watch more of this show?
2: I'm gonna say yes, but with a but with a huge caveat. Okay. I would not watch this alone. Oh. The only reason why. Well, not the only reason, but a huge part of, I think, my interest in this Mm -hmm. is you filling in a lot (laughs) of the historical uh, and background information and uh, sort of like behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. along the way. If I had watched this straight through silently, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Okay. Um, But knowing a lot of the background and knowing a lot of like the filler stuff Mm -hmm. made it... Far more interesting than I think it is.
0: Maybe if you watch, like, I think the third episode is when it starts getting, is when they start introducing the weird elements of it. Okay, subtly at first. I mean, at first it's <laughs> actually it's not it's so subtle. At first they fucking punch you with something really hard, and they're like, "Hey, this is what you're watching now," and then they back off it for a few episodes. Like okay, he, like it's it's a good dosage. All right, That David Lynch gives the supernatural uh, elements to it.
2: Um, if we had like a weekly twin. Peaks viewing party. Yeah, I would be into that. Okay, but there's no way I'm gonna watch this by myself. Like, first, I, ha, I have no desire to binge watch Twin Peaks. Even if
0: you make it just to the end of the first <laughs> season. I mean, I think the first season is only six or seven episodes. Oh, that's short as fuck. It's short. The second season is like fifteen or sixteen episodes. Oh it's wow, a full season because it started in the spring.
2: So, oh, uh, was this like a like a summer filler thing? Yeah,
0: um, post holiday break got it. Or whatever uh-huh. um but i think if you made it to the end of the first season you would be absolutely Hook. sucked in yeah even if you got to the third episode two episodes after this one right. something happens that um
2: i i like it okay. uh i actually i genuinely like it uh I, I didn't think i was going to um i think there's a lot here to latch on to uh i think i think it's a good mystery uh-huh. i think they set up a, a lot of really interesting characters uh-huh and um, and I think it's really subtle storytelling. Yeah. I don't know if that's the way it keeps going, because I think David Lynch doesn't... Like, he's, his hands aren't on it the entire time. Right. So I don't know how subtle... The storytelling continues to be
0: uh it's not always so much. It
2: gets a little heavy-handed at times. Yeah. First season's so good. Second
0: season starts good, turns to shit, ends well. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're never going to finish it, let me just go ahead and tell you. Yeah. Uh Laura Palmer's murder was Lucy the receptionist.
2: What the fuck?
0: <laughs> no, she uh, I totally made that up. <laughs>
2: The one person who I never would have thought—it's—it's not Lucy. Okay.
0: (laughs) What's that? But I'm glad you—I'm glad you finally gave it a shot. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad I got to watch it with you.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday when
0: you're over, maybe—maybe I'll make you sit down and watch the second episode. See if I can get you hooked on it. See if you can get you to make it. You know what? I I would—I
2: would totally be in. To having a Twin Peaks viewing party, but there's yeah, I I I think I think a lot of my interest is <laughs> is a lot of my excitement for the show is wrapped up in how much you're excited about the show. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited. I love this
2: uh, show, and you know, and. Watching you notice things and, and, and like the, I can't believe they said Sam's name. Yeah. And well, not just that, but also like, like, you know, what's coming up and like your favorite lines and your favorite scenes are coming up and you're like, you gear up for it. Like, oh, here it comes, Here it comes, And and then the line goes by and I'm like, oh, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. That was
0: something (laughs) passing.
2: You only like it
0: because you've heard that line maybe 15 times in the past 25 years.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. um but yeah you know what as I so dear listener if you're still with us um i give this i give this a thumbs up i i think i think it's i think it might be a little tough to get through without all of that backstory but um i think it's a good north story i think it's actually i think at least the pilot I, can, I don't know about anything else but the pilot is wonderfully directed the shots are, are beautifully constructed the narrative choreography I think is really good. I mean, I'm surprised how good it is. And uh yeah. Uh, I get it gets a it gets a thumbs up from me.
0: Excellent. I'm I'm very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Well maybe someday you can come to a pink room show and you'll get a, even if you don't watch any more, <laughs> you'll get more references I'll, than I you did before I, tonight. Oh,
2: fuck yeah, I'll get far more references now than I ever did.
0: Well, let, hey.
2: Yeah. Let's call it a night. Okay. I think we've we've watched Twin Peaks and we we uh, yeah. talked.
0: Let's just let's
2: get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right, all right, all right. folks. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 41. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shades of the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Highcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
3: longs to see one chance out between two worlds fire walk with me we lived among the people I think you say convenience store we lived above it I mean it like it is But it sounds. I, too, have been touched by the devilish one. Tattoo on the left shoulder. but when I saw the face of God, I was changed. I took the entire arm off. My name is Mike. His name is Bob.